I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier. We're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass, busted draft pick, and game-changing play. Or play call. Intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. Sorry, Marshawn, still too soon. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow and listen to Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen ad-free by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. I mean, the possibilities are limitless, Kevin. What if Portland drafted Michael Jordan? What if the NBA never vetoed the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers? That's a butterfly effect for real. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Rodgers in trouble. Does he have a vintage moment in him? In the end zone, it is caught for the win! Pressure, pass is picked off, and who is it? Big B.J. Raji for the touchdown! Welcome back to another episode of the Pax What She Said podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Maggie Loney, joined as always by Perry Goldstein. And today we will be giving our official 53-man roster predictions, including the 16-man expanded practice squad. So we have a a bet in place that I'm going to let Perry uh, talk about in just a second, but We're going to be going through position by position um, to determine the 53 and the bet will only be for the 53 man roster, not the practice squad. Um, (laughs) These are just the preliminary 53. So even if you think of players going on injured reserve right away, this is just what the 53 man looks like from the jump. Even if it changes, uh, which we expect it to kind of churn out most of the weekend as players are elevated or put on IR. But Perry, why don't you tell the people what we have decided on as our bet before we actually break down the roster? All right. So the bet is the loser is going to get iced. Um, the loser will have to chug. If you're not familiar with what iced is, a Smirnoff ice, um, normal size, not jumbo size, because that <laughs> has happened to me before. Um, and it will happen at some point within the first month of the season. So the, f- the point of the ice is to be surprised. So yeah, get ready to watch me get ice because we all know Maggie <laughs> is going to win this bet. So Maggie, um, we want it. We're thinking of going position by position, naming who we think is going to make the roster in that position. So why don't you start us off with probably the position we both agree fully on, which is the quarterbacks. Yeah. I mean, I think there's about six spots on the roster that we can just check off right now and it's special teams and the quarterbacks. So obviously Aaron Rodgers, Tim Boyle and Jordan Love will round out your official uh, 53 man roster for the quarterback position. Yep. I agree. Um, that's who I have. And if we want to just knock off special teams, of course, Mason Crosby, <laughs> JK Scott and Hunter Bradley are all making the team as well. There we go. So we each have six. We're off to a really good start. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So then this is where I think we might, we might differ. So who do you have, I guess, how many and who are they for running backs now? 
Yeah, so the running backs was tough because I don't know where to put Tyler Irvin in this, but I just kept him in running back because that, that's how the team has him listed. So I have us keeping four, um, Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, and Tyler Irvin. Of course, Tyler could be a wide receiver by the end of the season. He could be just a miscellaneous gadget player, but I have him making the 53. Okay, so then our rooms are exactly the same, except I listed Tyler Irvin as a wide receiver. So for my running backs, I just had Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon. So I, I had three, but I agree with you. There's an, I think Andy Herman was the one that had weapon as a category. Yeah. So Yeah, that's so what, I, what I was thinking. I thought Gadget, and you could have Gadget as Tyler and Josiah DeGuara, but I didn't do anything funky like that. For so right episode. now we're in lockstep. I mean, this is... All right. It's going to come down to a few players. You know it is. Yeah. So then if I had Tyler Irvin as a wide receiver. So who do you have? How many for your wide receivers since Irvin has, was a running back for you? Yeah, this was really tough for me because I don't see the Packers keeping many wide receivers. And I actually did my entire, my entire roster and came back to the wide receivers last um, and I actually ended up having our sort of wide receivers from last season starting on the roster. When we get to the practice squad, I'll like kind of explain my fall process. But I have Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, MVS, EQ, and Jay Kumaro on the 53. Okay, I did too. And I kind of thought, like, I know EQ is still battling through some stuff and he's been out of practice. So he might be a candidate for IR. And I think you know, injured reserve is really interesting this year because you only have to sit for three weeks and you can have an unlimited number of players come back. So, you know, we'll talk about Billy Turner with the offensive line, but there's a lot more versatility with kind of who sticks on the 53 where it doesn't have to be season ending or you don't have to miss them for half of the season. So, yeah, I mean, I could kind of see EQ being a candidate for IR early just in case he needs a couple more weeks. But so far, once again, we are in lockstep and we have uh, the exact same offense, but and I don't think it's going to look any different now we talk about tight ends we're going to be the exact same so for the tight end room again I feel like it's pretty it's just obvious it's just set to me um so Mercedes Lewis Jay Sternberger Bob Tanyan and Josiah DeGuerra yeah and I mean regardless of where they fall on the depth chart those are not I don't think anybody's in jeopardy of losing their spot so nope pretty seamless Okay, so the next position I think is really gonna where gonna be where we split off um, in number and who we have. So on the offensive line, we can just go through a holistically because some players are listed as guard slash tackle, so it was too hard to split them out in that way. So I just have large offensive line. So <laughs> give me wow, no pun intended. Um, give me your thoughts on who's making the fifty three. Okay, so I have nine, and I don't. I, I do don't too. Know. Okay, so I have obviously Bakhtiari, Elton Jenkins, Corey Lindsley, uh, Lane Taylor, yep. Billy Turner, Rick Wagner, Lucas Patrick, John Runyon Jr., and Alex Light. 
I have the exact same nine. I have the exact same nine. Um, yeah. I mean, do we, what happens if we tie? Do we both have to get ice or do we just not have to do anything? I think the bet is moot if we, if we have the exact okay, same good. roster. But okay, yeah, I mean, I think so. Okay, so let's talk about our thought process there because obviously we had the same idea. But I think for me, the starting five, um, you know, regardless of if it's Billy or Rick in there, I'd say that Corey, Elton... David and um, I don't know, maybe Lane is probably going to start, but Billy and Rick interchangeable. I don't see either of them not making the 53, whether Billy might go on IR early or not. It's TBD. Um, Rick actually practiced today, which is a really good sign. Um, and then the backups I think are also fairly set here for me in my mind. I think Lucas Patrick and Alex light while Alex light is not the backup you want. He has the in-game real life reps that you just can't kind of replace. Um, and then John Runyon jr. To me is if we're going to have one of the drafted rookies, he seems to be the most ready on game day if need be. Yeah, I'm, I'm in a similar situation. I mean, I, there was a part of me that wanted to put Jared Valdir on my list and keep 10 offensive linemen, but then I didn't want to take that spot from the defense. Um, I'm assuming then yours is the same way, obviously, but we ended up with exactly 25 offense, 25 defense. So, correct. um, and I mean, Simon Stepanak is still on the pup list. So there's, mm-hmm. just, I think that there are, you know, plenty of opportunities for certain players to be elevated later on. But yeah, this, this nine made the most sense to me right now. And I know tackle is still kind of a question mark and you don't really want Alex Light to be your starting left tackle for anything. But I think that's why Jared Valdir's on speed dial. Like, I don't think they're going to sign him unless something major happens where they have to cover both spots. Right. I agree. So then this could be where we see some split um, flipping to the other side of the line. Now uh, on the defensive side, how many guys did you keep? I have six. Okay. So we were different now, which is, I think quite a change from normal, but there is a few reasons why I have six. Um, So I have the kind of obvious starting four, which are Kenny Kingsley, Dean Lowry and Tyler Lancaster. Um, I actually have Montrevious Adams making the 53 and then get putting on IR. Um, so whether or not he actually plays, I'm not sure. Uh, but I do have him still making the 53, which actually, if you had asked me like a month ago, I would have said he's getting cut, but I think if they can put him on IR, then they will. Um, and then I have Trayvon Hester as my surprise sixth man. Um, he's just, his name's kind of been all over the place as, as someone who's done a, had a really nice camp. Um, I toyed with him being on the practice squad versus the 53, but at the end of the day, when I looked holistically at the Packers' needs, I felt like they could potentially keep um, a sixth defensive lineman. Yeah, and the line is scary right now because Trayvon Hester hasn't been practicing either. So, I mean, it, it's kind of unnerving to think um, – that you could be going into the season with four healthy defensive linemen. So I kept uh, Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki, and then Montrevious Adams. And I, I do think he'll go right to injured reserve, but now I'm a little nervous because that means that the bet is still for sure happening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think our rosters at the end of the day are going to look very, very similar. It's just kind of where they fall initially. So like I had Trayvon yeah. Esther making the practice squad and then you know whatever happens there but yeah I think Adams for sure sticks and then gets uh, sent to to IR right away so 
I guess um, now I'm curious then to see if you kept six defensive linemen, what your outside linebackers are most like. Um, so I have five out, outside linebackers. Um, it, this was pretty easy for me. And again, when I was doing the breakdown, I was actually looking at the players. I wasn't so much looking at the positions, to be honest. Like I was, but I was thinking about players who I have read about or seen videos of who've really like started to make an impact. Um, and so I obviously have the Smith brothers and Rashawn. I have Jonathan Garvin sticking. Um, and I also have Tipa as my fifth outside linebacker, um, just given, you know, how much they've added, I think to camp, um, and how much we really rely on pressure and our edge rushers to, to make an impact on the defensive side. Yeah. So I also kept five. Um, but I, I've been high on this, this outside linebackers group, you know, since the draft, since before the draft and, we know Mike Patton really likes versatility in his linemen. So I guess my philosophy had always been that the Packers will keep five outside linebackers to make up for the defensive line because you have guys like Zedarius and Rashawn who can move around and kind of play run support in the middle. They can rush off the edge. They can cover over center. So I, of course, have the Smith bros, Rashawn Gary, Jonathan Garvin, and then I have Tim Williams as my fifth. And I, I really like Tipa, but – and I mean, he's a little bit undersized, I think, to be an edge rusher, but everything we've seen is that he wins consistently. So I don't know if there's a part of me that thinks he'll bulk up on the practice squad and then next year will be like his, he'll latch on from the jump. But I think, and you know, Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunds kind of alluded to this too, that just because you start the season on the practice squad, there's a really good chance we're going to get through this entire yeah. 69 man squad by you know, the Super Bowl or the playoffs or whatever it is. So a hundred percent. I think the reason that I went with Tipa over anyone else is um, actually because of his size. I, I just felt like he's someone that Petten could move around a little bit and probably the group we'll get to next, which is our in inside linebacker position. Um, he felt like someone given all the other players that are hurt there, maybe could fill in a little bit more inside. So yeah, if he could drop into coverage, that would be a really unique thing for the middle of the defense. So, you know, I, th I think we're probably in agreement here, even knowing that somebody will go on injured reserve right away. But, you know, my inside linebacker group is Kirksey, Oren Burks, who by all accounts is healthy right now, which is exciting. Ty Summers and then Kamal Martin, who we know, you know, is a shoe in for IR, at least for the, the majority of the beginning of the season. Right. That's exactly who I have as well uh, with the idea that Kamal, Kamal Martin will go on IR, but not make it season ending. Cause I still think he can come back and uh, take the spot that he felt destined to have before this meniscus injury. Yeah. And I mean, it's hard too, because Curtis Bolton is still on the pup list. So whenever he comes back, he, I think he's a viable practice squad candidate. He could be elevated right away. If right. they need him, he looked good. But the fact that he hasn't been able to practice at all has really kind of hurt him. And I know that he's like chomping at the bit to get out there. And we've heard, you know, when he was on pulse of the pack, just he's, he feels ready. So it almost helps him though with these 50 with its 53 because on the pup you're a little bit safe right like you can just stay there rather than elevating him to start practicing and then get cut because you know or get put on the practice squad so yeah so I think we'll differ here too now but uh who do you have as your corners and how many of them are there this this secondary was really difficult for me because I had to set aside like my personal feelings towards 
um, some of the fringe players who I like really enjoy, but they are on the practice squad. So no worries there. Um, I have five cornerbacks, um, Jair, Kevin, Shannon Sullivan, Josh Jackson, and Kadar Holman. Um, I just, it, it felt obvious to me. I, I really, really, really like Sanford Samuels. Um, but he feels like a, a pretty obvious practice squad guy. Yeah. So I have six and it's because I kept Stanford Samuels and a large, um, I guess, rationale for doing that to me was, you know, knowing that the inside linebacker position is kind of in flux and we'll talk about safeties in just a second, but if Raven green is not practicing right now, he's another candidate for IR for the three week, however long he needs. So it seems like Mike Patton, once again, is going to be playing a lot of nickel and a lot of dime and to do that, he's going <laughs> to need a lot of pieces in his secondary. So my secondary is beefy this year. I, We'll talk about the safeties next, but I kept quite a few people on that, that back half. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it could go either way. Um, it's tough for me though, again, because it feels like that starting dime package is pretty set. And so I know that we need backups. Of course we need depth, but, um, I just, I feel like if we're in dime, I, I kind of have an idea of who it's going to be, but safeties. Yeah. I have five as well. Um, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Will Redmond, Raven Green, Vernon Scott. Um, I I don't, I mean, we haven't gotten any update rate on how serious Raven Green's injury. I hope it's just sort of a tweak and they're being precautious and it's not an IR situation. I know you and I both and tons, tons of other Packers followers and fans are really high on him coming in and making an impact, especially now that our inside linebacker core is a little bit banged up. Um, so I hope it's not an IR situation, but um, those are my five. Yeah. Uh, once again, we are in lockstep. So I think now what we have to do is we have to go through and figure out where the differences were. Cause we're just, we're just a couple players off, you know, the offense we locked in on, but I think you kept an extra defensive lineman and I kept an extra corner and that was, and then we switched outside linebackers. So I think we're yes. hitting like 51 out of 53. We are. Yeah. I think I have Trayvon Hester and you do not. Um, you have Tim Williams and I have Tipa and then you have uh, Stanford Samuels and I do not. So I think it's going to be very close. Um, this will be, this will definitely be interesting. So we definitely have some time. Um, why don't we go through the practice squad who we put on the practice squad? I wonder if we're going to, I guess there will be some differences because our 53 is different, but give me, give me your thoughts. Okay. So I, I don't know why I did it this way. It doesn't really make sense now that I'm looking at it, but I went um, alphabetically by position. I did the exact same. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> okay. Then maybe it wasn't that weird, but um, I guess we can start. Well, I put Jake Hansen on my practice squad. I didn't think there was any way that he was not going to be a candidate for the practice squad. I think he, just hasn't shown enough to warrant like a backup spot. He's not going to beat out Lucas Patrick just yet. Um, and we don't see him playing tackle. So he wouldn't like usurp Alex yep. light or anything, but yeah. So Jake Hansen for me was an easy choice. Me as well. He is my number one on the practice squad. Um, so then I have one corner. I'm assuming you have two with Stanford Samuels. I do. Uh, but KB Nento was my other one. And it, I don't know if he's going to be a candidate for season ending IR, but I know he, you know, it, it could be that way. And maybe he won't take up a spot on the practice squad, but I think that he looked good and that they would keep him if, if he didn't get injured. 
Um, same. Yep. I have KB Nento and Stanford Samuels as my two cornerbacks. Um, had the same exact thought. I thought maybe Kabian would go on IR first and then they could save a spot. But if not, I, I think he, uh, he was definitely in the mix as someone who was making plays in practice. I think the next one, if we're going alphabetically, we probably are both the same um, because it's fullback season and we need a fullback. So I have John Lovett on the practice squad. I also have John Lovett. And I, at the very last second, I switched out. John Lovett was on my 53. But then thinking about how they'll use Josiah DeGuara and keeping Tyler Irvin potentially as a wide receiver, I took him off and I added Stanford Samuels. So, um, but I have D-line on my practice squad. Interesting, so, I do because, not. Yeah, because you have uh, Trayvon Hester. But I actually, I have two. I have Trayvon Hester and then I have Willington Prevalon as well. Just because, you know, unless they go sign snacks tomorrow, there's they still need that depth. And we know Montrevious Adams is not coming back for a while. So, And if Trayvon Hester is injured, I think uh, Prevalon kind of by default, <laughs> he warns a spot yeah. on the practice squad just to be ready if they need him as a rotational guy. So, I did not keep him, but that um, that'll be interesting. Definitely interesting to see. So... I understand your reasoning behind that. Um, the next position I have is outside linebackers. Do you have anybody before that? I have an inside linebacker. Just one. Oh, though. Yeah. All right. Give, mm-hmm. give it to me. Chris Barnes. Oh, he's an inside linebacker. I had a typo. Yeah. And I mean, we haven't seen like a ton of him yeah. yet, but I just given the position, the depth that they need and the fact that Curtis Bolton, once again, is not able to start practicing. It felt like they would just, they would need the insurance there at that position. Right. Okay. So I have Chris Barnes as well on, okay. my, uh, on my practice squad. Okay. Now we'll move to outside. Um, I have two. I feel like we will have differing ones since our 53 was different in this position, but I have Randy Ramsey and Tim Williams. Yeah. I actually kept three, which feels like a lot, but I you can never I've, have too much pass rush. Well, and that's the thing is by all accounts, every one of these players made splash plays at one point. So it was really hard to kind of differentiate, but yeah, I have Tipa on mine. Then I have Randy Ramsey. And then I also kept Delonte Scott just because he had seemed like a potential. I think he kind of came in um, with some bad luck given the depth of the position already, but on most years, he'd probably have a shot at the fourth spot, but just, you know, given the insane talent that they already have there, he felt like, again, a practice squad guy. Right. And it's so, I love this expanded practice squad because there's actually going to be very few guys that get cut. Um, and I think in general, I love that because I hate watching guys. I just hate when guys get cut. It's like their lifelong dream and then they're just not on a team anymore. Um, but I think especially in this weird, weird season, um, we're going to need as many people as possible. So I have two running backs on my practice squad. Um, I think we'll probably agree on them, but I have Patrick Taylor and Dexter Williams. So I only kept one and this was really hard for me. And it was, it was Dexter Williams, but a lot of that was just because Patrick Taylor hasn't been able to practice that much. Mm. So I just, I feel like I haven't seen his name come up as much. And I was really excited about him, you know, going into training camp, but just the fact that we've only gotten kind of glimpses and haven't been able to hear a lot about him. I kept Dexter and then I kept John Lovett, you know, as the fullback option instead of Patrick Taylor. Fair, very fair. Um, 
I think just given how much LaFleur wants to do with the run game, um, I thought that maybe he would, especially because we have the expanded practice squad and you know we have a spot for someone. But now we have, I guess, just tackles. I don't have any other offensive linemen on my practice squad unless you do. But I have two sort of tackles um, listed. And I have, it's John Leglu and Yash Nijman. I just kept Yash Nijman. And it, it feels weird because the Packers typically keep like three or four offensive linemen on their practice squad. So for me, only having two um, was kind of weird. But instead of my second tackle, I kept a safety. I kept Henry Black as well. Just, you know, in, in case. Yeah, I was toying with that. Um, I haven't really seen anything about him. So he was kind of my my cut. But um, we'll see what we get right. Uh I'm sure we both have Evan Bayless, our bona fide tight end on the practice squad. I actually, he was the first person I thought of. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then I have four wide receivers. That's a lot. I have three. Okay. Who are your three? I feel like I know who yours are, but I have Reggie Begleton, uh, Darius Shepard, and then it was really hard to figure out my last, um, but I kept Malik Taylor and mm-hmm. I gave the nod to Taylor because I know they signed Malik Turner, uh, but Malik Taylor had been on the practice squad the entirety of last season. So his familiarity there, um, I just, I kind of felt better about having him stay with the offense, you know, for another season. So I have the same three and also Malik Turner. Um, and I think it's because, I don't know. I mean, there could definitely be some surprise cuts. Um, we don't know what's going to happen with EQ. I genuinely don't know how much Jake Kumaro is going to contribute. So my player that I expect to see the field this year is Derek, uh, sorry, Reggie Begleton. Um, I actually toyed with putting him on the 53, but then I felt like coming from the CFL – the chances of him making the 53 over some of the other guys who actually have live NFL game reps is fairly slim, but I think that there is a very, very good possibility. I would actually make a separate bet um, (laughs) that Reggie Begleton ends up, you know, playing in a real life NFL game this year. Yeah. And I think like Jake Kumro is the enigma in all of this and he's like reliable he is serviceable in his role, but it's like, is he like, do you want to dedicate a spot to him on the roster? And the reason that I say yes is because Aaron Rodgers likes him. Like, I think if, you know, if he was just any other guy that had decent hands, you'd be like, okay, yeah, it's yeah. like, but there's, there's a reason that he's been sticking and I don't know. It was, it was just really hard. I thought of, like you did, you know, about maybe taking him off and putting Reggie in that spot instead, but it just, there's something about Jake Kumro that, you know, I feel like he sticks because of uh, the, the favoritism even that Aaron Rodgers shows for him. Well, we were, as usual, on the same page for the most part. <laughs> um, this is really going to come down to a few guys. Um, it's going to be really interesting to see who they pick. So the final picks are Saturday. Yes, at 4 p.m. your time, 3 p.m. Lambo time. Okay. So we are getting so close. We are down to the wire now. I just, I can't believe that it's finally here. Yeah. I mean, I think like this off season was the longest off season of all time with 
COVID and everybody, you know, quarantining and not being able to go to games or having less fans in the stands. So I think that this is, this is what we've needed, right? Like the NBA came back in the bubble and it's been all over my timeline again and baseball is back and it's just, you know, we had, you know, some COVID issues early on with baseball, but now it just seems very cathartic. Like, you know, I know that people say that sports can be divisive, especially now that, you know, politics are kind of not necessarily politics. I'll call them human rights issues are being interwoven in um, the sports realm, but we needed it. Like we, we all needed something to look forward to. And I think everyone was cautiously optimistic or trying to like protect themselves from, you know, the reality that maybe we won't have a football season. So we, we don't know yet, you know, how many games we will get through if we'll get through an entire season. But, you know, the fact that we are safely a week away and we know that we'll at least get to see week one of football is really exciting. And I, I kind of almost can't believe it. Yeah. And the good news there is actually that the NFL hasn't had any positive COVID uh, cases. Um, I think whatever bubble, mini team bubble that they're keeping themselves in um, is working. So hopefully, I'm sure travel will change that, but hopefully it stays as close to what it is now as possible. Um, I do want to add, though, I, I had this thought, and we can wrap up with this. I'm curious what you think about this. I was thinking the other day how potentially where you are in the country can really positively or negatively impact your chances of acquiring COVID-19. And I was thinking about how since the Packers are in what we call a small market, um, that it's actually to their advantage versus the teams like in, well, I guess New York is quite safe at the moment, but um, maybe like the Arizona Cardinals um, could potentially be in, you know, have to be more vigilant, I would say, than, than Green Bay. So It'll be interesting to see if that actually plays out, but I hope that all of the players stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, I think it, you know, it's hard. Kenosha's had an obvious increase in our case number since the last couple of weeks. And, you know, it, it, I understand completely why, but, you know, Green Bay is kind of secluded in that aspect. And, you know, it's not Milwaukee or Chicago where we're getting the kind of cross traffic uh, from Kenosha there. They don't really have a ton of that. So I know the players have joked like, Oh no, the clubs are closed. Like, you know, there's, there's not clubs in green Bay. So (laughs) yeah. So I mean, it's, you know, and I think it's, it's kind of that accountability that all the players are talking about where Kenny Clark has said it, Aaron Rodgers has said it, Corey Lindsley has said it, like the healthiest team theoretically wins this year. So you're going to do everything that you can to make sure that you're safe for your family's sake, for your own sake, but also for the sake of your team, because, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that this is the kind of season where health matters more than it ever would. And, you know, normally you could lose a season to like an ACL or an unfortunate injury in that aspect. But if you avoid losing players for a couple weeks at a time because of COVID testing, you already have an advantage. And I think that that's something that a lot of players are not going to just take lightly um, or jeopardize that. We're not going to see anyone on yachts this year. I'll I'll put it that way. Definitely. Definitely. (laughs) Hopefully not actually is how I'm going to answer that. So next week we're going to be previewing week one against the Vikings. We are going to be talking about a real game that is about to happen. My heart is going to burst with happiness Um, I'm so excited. So Maggie, before we end the show, please tell the fine folks who are listening where they can find and read all of your amazing work. 
Honestly, right now I'm just thinking about how amazing it would be for you to get iced while we record the podcast. <laughs> well, I live alone, so that will Damn never it. happen. <laughs> get a cat and then I'm going to pay your cat. All right. <laughs> I, uh, you can find my work. I write two articles a week for Cheesehead TV. I podcast with the Thursday crew um, for the Pack a Day podcast. And then, in case uh, one show a week with Perry Goldstein isn't enough, you can find us every Monday at 6 p.m. Lambo time for Game On Wisconsin doing a show called Happy Hour, where we drink alcohol and talk about football. And it is the best time. And we're going to continue doing it through the season. It'll be kind of like a Monday Night Football preview. Sunday night football wrap up. So it'll be a lot of fun, but Perry, where can the people find your work? Well, you covered about half of it. So (laughs) happy hour with you every Monday night. Um, I podcast every other Monday with a pack a day podcast crew with Andy Herman and Alex Strofe. I just figured out how to pronounce his name correctly. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter. Um, Maggie does a lot more than I do. It's, it's kind of wild, but <laughs> um, so you can follow me on Twitter at Perry underscore Goldstein. Um, you can follow the podcast at PWSS podcast. We finally made it to above thousand Followers, thank you so much. Let's keep it going. Um, if you want to watch one of us get iced, follow the <laughs> podcast. I don't know what more incentive you need. Um, but as always, love recording with you. We took a week hiatus and it was weird. But we'll end with uh, Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. And Jones out in front. They're trying to chase him down.